Welcome to the Strategy Rewind Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel LeBron. Here at the Strategy Rewind Podcast, we look at the relationship between goals, strategies, belief, and objective breakthrough. I'm so excited for today's episode. Hey, if we haven't met before, thank you for being connected here today. I am a father, a leader, an author, a strategy coach, and mentor, and I partner with individuals who have a goal but need a strategy. And in this podcast, we focus on the strategy to help you have a breakthrough moment. Several months ago, I was with a friend of mine and we were conversing. He was asking me about the success of the podcast and how the podcast was going. And in that conversation, he also asked me why I had not done an episode on depression. I began to explain to him the premise of the podcast. The podcast looks at breakthrough moments and strategy tactics utilized in order to obtain that breakthrough moment. I invite guests who talk about their strategies, and in the process, I also talk about my strategies so that the listener ultimately can have much more strategies, perspective, understanding for their personal breakthrough moment. He looked at me as I was giving him this answer, and I said, listen, I don't talk about depression because in order for me to be able to talk about it on the podcast, I have to have gone through it. I have to have had a breakthrough moment. So that's why I haven't done a topic of depression. And then he said to me, you need to check up on the symptoms of depression. And so after that conversation, a few days passed by and some more days passed by and I finally decided, okay, I'm going to look up the symptoms. And as I did my search, I found that you can feel a loss of appetite. You can feel a loss of passion, a desire to continue things that excited you before no longer excite you. You can feel difficulty and, and trouble in concentrating or even making decisions, among other things. But as I continued to read this list, I realized something, and it was that I had felt those things before. And it was when my mother passed away. More specifically, it was after we laid my mother to rest. I remember that I felt a sense of responsibility in keeping her legacy alive. I remember I felt a sense of responsibility in keeping the memory of my mother. And that was a burden too heavy for me to bear. In fact, it was something that held me down. I remember I was going to college, I was studying, I was doing a lot of things in nonprofit organization and training, and, and it just it just became such a burden in trying to keep up my daily tasks and keep up my life and also deal with this weight, this burden, this depression. That to be honest, I had not spoken about it as a depression because I did not know I had a depression until I began to look up the symptoms. And that's when I realized I need to talk about this. But of course, it took me some moments to just process, okay, how did I how did I not know I was in that depression? And I just felt like, okay, well, I'm just in a rut. I'm, I'm stuck in the moment of what's happening. But but to to be honest, when I look back, I felt numb. 
I remember my wife consistently asking me, are you okay? Are you okay? And really it was just, I was numb. I would go to work and and I felt disconnected. I no longer felt passionate about what I was doing. And the work that I was doing at that time did require attention, patience, and passion. There's no way of faking it. There's no way of being halfway in or out. It just, the work that I was doing required that type of dedication. Dedication that frankly, I just did not feel at that moment. After looking back and after searching for the symptoms, I then started meditating on what exactly were the steps that followed. And one of the big things that I did at that time was that I realized I could not keep living that way. I knew I had a heavy burden. I knew I had put that responsibility of keeping my mother alive, essentially, on my shoulders. And I knew I couldn't keep going that way. And one of the things, if not the first thing I did, was that I looked around and I saw the blessings that I had in my life, my marriage, my children. At that point, we had our two daughters. And, you know, I just looked around and all the blessings, relationships and all of the gifts and talents, opportunities that I had been entrusted with. I knew I couldn't squander those things or I couldn't let those things go. And coming from a broken home, the biggest fear was actually producing a broken home. And so I just knew I couldn't continue going on that way. And really looking at my blessings allowed me to gain better perspective of where I was. Okay, I can't I can't keep her memory alive, but I can at least honor her by living a life that puts my family on high, by living a life that focuses on doing the things that I need to do. And by doing that, I looked at the things that were a blessings in my life, and I focused in on those. The second thing I did was begin to change habits, because by changing daily routines, it also had to change mindset, and the mindset also changed my attitude. But there was something tremendous that took place in the midst of all of this, and is that my wife actually began to encourage me to look for another job, and she was pivotal in that change in my life, a change that I did not think I needed in the moment, but a change that was so massive in that moment. I go more into depth on how she helped me in a blog that I've written titled The Blessing Saved Me. Click the show no links to be able to read that article in full in my website. But the last thing I did was really serve. And I've said this before that serving allows you to find out what your talents are, your gifts are, and what your purpose is. But it also gives you perspective. If you're serving, it's hard to do that with anger and negativity, frustration, And for me personally, I just began to develop training material in my local church. And I began to develop these programs that allowed me to look at the future optimistically, allowed me to look at the possibilities, not just in other individuals' life, but also in my life. It also allowed me to be able to utilize the gifts and talents in which I've been entrusted with, and it created further gratitude in me. And so what I would encourage 
encourage is that if you're going through difficulty and if you're feeling depressed or like you're in a rut and maybe you don't realize it's depression, but by listening right now, you're saying, wow, Miguel, I feel that way. Listen, start off by looking at the blessings you have in your life. And if necessary, write them down. Write down the blessings you have, relationships, friendships, gifts, talents, opportunity, resources. If you are listening, you are alive, right? That kind of makes sense. And that within itself is a blessing, a blessing we can't overlook. And I would say start there. Start looking at your blessings and then also begin to protect those blessings. Because in my life, I found that the blessings that I protected were the blessings that saved my life. All right, everyone, I'm here today with Whitney Marie. Whitney, thank you for being on the program. Thank you for having me. For those who aren't familiar with the work that you're doing, please let them know about yourself. I am a poet um, here in Rochester, New York. I'm also an advisor and a speaker as well. Most of my work is stemming from um, my childhood, so it's really geared towards young mothers and women who've experienced trauma in their lives and are trying to get over that, um, as well as addiction. So that's what I currently do. Now, before we proceed, this is the way I define anxiety, and I'd like to know your definition. I define anxiety as using today's energy for problems that may or may not come up tomorrow. How do you define anxiety? I define it as fear. My anxiety kept me from doing a lot of things, kept me from performing, you know, kept me from going around like-minded people who did the same thing as me. And for so long, I just kept myself away. I fought that feeling of anxiety basically by running away from everything and hiding in and just saying things like, oh, I'm not going to go. I think I'm just going to stay home today. I don't want to do that. Oh, I'm, I don't know. Really all anxiety is for me is just fear. And so instead of saying things like, I'm not going to go or canceling appointments, canceling shows, you, you fight it by doing it anyway. You know, you just put yourself, I just do it afraid. <laughs> just do it afraid. <laughs> Yeah, one of the lines that you had in an article is where you said that you would oftentimes go incognito. Mm -hmm. And so you would revert back to that idea uh, of kind of letting fear take over. For for those who are battling with fear right now, let's talk a little bit about those uh, feelings of anxiety and the individuals who are listening who are going through maybe anxiety and maybe don't understand that that is actually a symptom of depression kind of strategy could they implement to actually get over that hurdle of anxiety? I think the biggest thing of it for me was to just get out and do it anyways. Writing about it, I wrote about my anxiety a lot, but I didn't put it put it out there because I had anxiety of putting it out there. Like, so my strategy was really just putting it down on paper and getting it all out and also coming with, up with a plan and a goal to, to actually put my myself out there and just surrounding myself, you know, with people that also love and pour into me, you know, that, that know that I deal with that issue. It's hard fighting anxiety if you're surrounded by negative places and negative people, a negative environment. It's really hard that you put yourself in the arms of people that really love and care for you. And obviously it's more easier said than done. Um, 
because I've been on the other end where I'm listening to advice and it's just like, yeah, but you don't understand, right? You don't really get it. You know, I hear what you're saying, but I can't get there right now. I'm not there in that mind state. And I've been in that mind state. So my thing was just writing it, writing it down because I'm an artist. So, you know, I had to revert back to my gifts, you know, using my gifts, you know, to fight off anxiety, fighting off depression and all that stuff. You know, oftentimes the anxiety makes us not want to use our gifts yeah. or find it as though people won't find it value in using. And that's why I found that quote where you said, you know, that affirmation that you had to tell yourself, no, I am the gift. I'm, yeah. I am I need to be in these places to shine. Yeah. Uh, and you also spoke about how your friend told you, you know, what are you going to do when you're famous? And you said, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be in the background. Yes. But he, he spoke about that light. And so it's very interesting what you're saying, where it's like your gift, if applied, even in the moment of anxiety, is actually going to get you out of it. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's going to bring you out. And it's so crazy because um, my anxiety was so bad, like as far as performing, you know, my hands would like clam up and sweat. Like I would feel jitters in my heart and be, I would want to run away and just say, I'm not doing this. I've done that before. I've literally left the show because I was so scared to get on, you know, and do a poem or say something like I was just super nervous. But there were the powerful times where I actually did it anyway. And it turned out to be one of the most powerful environments that I've created in a space because I fought my anxiety like I actually did it and that feeling is like it's like a high like you it's just a body high you're just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and you did it and it's powerful you know and and then and then there's the next time you know it's like oh my gosh I'm, I, I'm going through this again every single time it never fails I've just gotten to, to the point where I'm just like I'm just gonna do it anyway like, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. For, for those who, who are listening and they want to read the awesome and transparent articles that you publish, how could they get connected with you and all the amazing things you're doing? So it's Whitney's Lyrics at WordPress.com. My Facebook is Whitney Marie. My Instagram is Whitney underscore Queen Marie and my TikTok is Whitney Marie as well. So Whitney Marie is all, that's all my, my platforms right now. But my blog especially is Whitney's with an S lyrics at wordpress.com. Awesome. Awesome. Whitney, thank you so much for being a part of the program today. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this. I want to take this moment to thank everyone who has been connected here today. Thank you. If you found value and insight with the strategies discussed today, check out the show notes for further highlights and helpful links and consider subscribing to be notified when a new weekly episode is available. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as that helps us know that you like this podcast and want more of it. A special thanks to today's guest and please be sure to follow them for more helpful information. Well, I'll connect with you on the next episode of Strategy Rewind, but in between time and in the meantime, check out miguellebron.com where you'll find free resources. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you shortly.